0: to the Doc G Show, I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Doc, what a great day!
1: Yes! What a great show! These people are bringing in the new month yes! with a new Doc G
0: Show. We're bringing the noise, bringing the funk, huh? right? I don't, uh, I don't I like it. I'm not sure. I think that We're was from, def- definitely funky. I think that was from like Stomp the Musical. Nope. I'm not sure. Anyway, whole line. I think so. That. Yeah, bringing the noise, bringing the funk, something like that. Nope. Um. So Justin's not here due to my stupidity. We will keep that from the listeners. Just no, <laughs> listeners. It's he, it's not his fault. It's this not time. his fault. It's mine. Stupid, stupid fault. Anyways, anyways. Nonetheless, Dave, I've I've been I've been obsessing about the show for this past week hmm.
1: well you know we just keep getting better and better exactly yeah, that's that, a fact. That, that takes more effort from you
0: I raise the bar and I ask you guys to raise the bar and we raise the bar together yes! you know right and I, I say sometimes to myself I, I I'm like I, I wonder I wonder if people are truly getting the point of the show hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah,
1: are, are they are they are, are they interpreting the picture that we're painting? Yes,
0: currently? yes. Because I want people to truly understand the point of our show. Because I know just from just from talking to people, it can get a little frustrating when somebody doesn't get the point of the story you're trying to tell. So true, you know, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. Like like for in, let me give you a for instance. So all right, let's hear it. Let's say me and you are playing frisbee. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have a story to tell someone about this frisbee game. So uh, let's say during our frisbee game, when I throw you the frisbee, you're not paying attention because you're answering a text from your lady friend, right? Warp. and you're right. you're down there like, hey, we'll be grilling in an hour. Doc G keeps wanting to play Frisbee because he's a moron. And I'm like, ah, watch out! And you miss the Frisbee, and there's a lady behind you, and the Frisbee Mm -hmm. goes smashing into her face. And I bust her nose, and blood goes everywhere. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. So then I'm recapping this story to somebody else. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe it. I was playing Frisbee with Dave, and I threw the Frisbee. I wasn't even looking, and he was looking at his phone. And the, I wasn't looking either. The <laughs> Frisbee goes over his head, and there's a lady walking on the sidewalk, and she's got her book bag on. She's looking down, and all of a sudden, boom, the Frisbee hits her in the face. And and mm, the person ouch. the person I'm talking to is like, oh my god. So do you think she was in school because she had that book bag on? Wait, what? I think she was a student. <laughs> what? No, that's not the story. The story the point. is I beat the living crap out of her with a frisbee. Jeez. That's not good.
1: To, to the dome.
0: Yeah, she took one to the dome. That I mean, that's essentially like a person that hacks sex with people just to get inside tips on people's bedroom designs. What? What? Um,
1: Interior design.
0: (laughs) No, that's not what you do. Nope. That's not the reason. What nice drapes you have. You don't even know. They had eggshell as an accessory wall. That was impressive. It's bold. They went with a neutral color. I normally go with a bolder. No! That's a fact. No, that's the wrong idea. Mm -mm. It's wrong. Dave, the point of this show as you can already see by the first four minutes of this show, is to talk about goofy <laughs> and waste about an hour and a half. Yes! That's- yeah, we, do, we do it the best. We do it. I, uh, there's Maybe not the best, maybe, but we're getting oh, there. We're, we're getting yeah, there. Exactly, we're working our way up there, and I wanna also say that's essentially the same point that most people should have when they go to a wedding. So true. That's what they should do, right? They should <laughs> Talk sh- about goof Yes. At least, t- at least an hour and a half. Exactly, right? Because they're not... If you hear somebody that says, hey, I went to a wedding to celebrate the love of two people coming together, they failed the wedding test. Wham. Because obviously the only two people that care about that are the two people getting married. And odds are one of them doesn't care about that. There's only one of them that cares about that, right? right. Everybody else I- should be there... To talk about goofy shit, with or without and alcohol. And I
1: like the guys that do the goofy too. Ex- like yes. the, the ones that do the goofiest dances and all that. Yes. I'm, I'm all about that. Yes,
0: exactly, right? And then you can dissect their moves after they do them. In, yep. Instantly, yep. if someone comes up to you at a wedding and says, Hey, hey, how do you know the bride and groom? They have failed. That is horrible nonsense that I don't want to talk uh, about. Avoid that person. It, Just walk away. Exactly. But if a person comes up to you, and says, "Hey, did anybody go into the bathrooms in this place? Hmm. Did you see the sink?" What? It's like in an. You try those mints. It's what? an infinity pool. There's a mints, <laughs> and they've got they've got the little dispenser of deodorant on the side. It's like I'm in a nightclub. Awesome. Right?
1: That, uh, and you didn't have to tip the guy.
0: That's great. Oh my god. <laughs> nope. If you want to go back to that show where I talked about having to tip the guy in the bathroom, Jesus, those are horrible. Girl, come on. I don't want yep. I do not want to go to a wedding with one of those. But nonetheless, no. I give you another point. If you go to a wedding you hear somebody they come up to you like, Hey, how's it going? Do do you know Jess? Jess and Rob? and you're like, yes, that's why I'm at this effing wedding because I know Jess and Rob, you turd. And they're like, they're getting a house. They're getting a house in Verdi Vista. Verda Vista. And you're like, what? Huh? How did, What? I can't even understand what you said. And they're yeah, like. Say it again. <laughs> the, Verda Vista. And you're like, okay, what's that cool. all about? They're like, they're closing $300,000. That's 100,000 under asking. And you're like, I don't care. I rent a place for $500. I live in poverty. Oh, Shut yeah. up and tell me about the soaps. All right? If the person, though, comes in and says, hey, anybody see that farm coming in? My God, they had a fierce guard llama in front of that thing. Oh, you know it. That person gets it. That yep. person gets it. And anyone listening to this show, all you listeners out there, you get it. You get it. Dave, are you ready to get it on the show? Dude, let's fire it up and get it. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Yes, exactly. Dave, I am extremely excited. Couldn't be happier about our guest tonight. We have the fantastic comic, Mr. Josh Johnson, Mr. Josh Johnson. He was terrific enough to come on the show. He's a writer for The Daily Show. He used to be a writer for The Tonight Show. He is headlining comedy tours around the country. He has his own CD. It's been out for two years. It's called I Like You. We're going to play some clips. Very excited. Very excited. But first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Oh, shoot.
2: Happy birthday, Mr
0: okay our birthday suit wearer was born in start louisiana on may 1st 1967 our birthday suit wearer was a pitcher our birthday suit wearer's father was a pitcher in the minor leagues when our birthday suit wearer was born and eventually he played for the new york mets and the philadelphia phillies however our birthday mm. suit wearer did not know his biological father until he was 11. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then his biological father didn't admit being his parent until he was 18. What? Interesting age he chose mm. to, to go with. Oh, now I'm, uh, your, now I'm your parent. So true. Well, I don't know why just N- now. Now I'll claim Just it randomly out. happened that way. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports as a child, ended up actually playing baseball and getting a scholarship for baseball to Northeast Louisiana University. However, he injured his knee later in college, and while he was injured, he learned how to play the guitar, which stuck with him. And in 1989, our birthday suitor dropped out of college and went to Nashville to pursue a career in music. He cut a demo in 1990 and got the attention of Curb Records. His second album was Not a Moment Too Soon, which was followed by... Th- uh, All I Want Then Everywhere Then A Place in the Sun Then Greatest Hits Then Set the Circus Down Then his most famous work Like You Were Dying And then Let It Go uh, Our birthday suit wearer It's Mr. Tim McGraw There it is Mr. Tim McGraw, I don't know why he gets a double clap, but he gets a double clap. That's what he. (laughs) I'll
1: give him. I'll give him a little double. He
0: gets a double. He uh, he gets full applause. I I didn't know his uh, baseball career, man. Yeah, and his father's baseball career. I didn't know that he had an estranged father until he was eighteen. That's pretty nuts, man. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I didn't tell you in that little segment, but Mm -hmm. he has a connection to Jacksonville.
3: Say what? Mm.
0: Really? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, How's well, that? he he him and his mother actually moved back to Jacksonville. His mother was originally from Jacksonville, but when she got pregnant with him, went to Louisiana, yeah. and then after he was in college, he moved back with her after he injured his knee to Jacksonville That's a fact. and actually I guess went to what is now called FSCJ. Um ah, for a, okay. like either a semester or a year before he went to Nashville. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. I knew I liked him. That's right. That's right. Happy birthday, Tim. I'm sure when we have 52 52. I'm sure when yes. we have him on the show cuz I'm sure that'll happen real soon. So true. Um mm. I'll ask him about his connection. We'll we'll get that under our belts. There
1: you go. I like it.
0: Um Dave, you recall Last year, or last what? year, last week, <laughs> last week I went a way too far. far there, last As I say you're, you're 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 trying you're pulling a lot out of me. You're expecting a lot. Exactly, of you got a good memory. You remember last year, right? Specifically, right around May first last year, two thousand eighteen. Nope. Anyway, exactly. Last week, we had a, a segment on our show. That segment mm-hmm. was dedicated to letting the listeners know that I screwed up on this show. Girl, come on. And how that did It happen sometimes. How did I screw up? I didn't give Millards their due respect. That's right. Yeah, our boys Millards. All the Millards out there that rock the daily yes. that come out looking mad fresh. That's right. Mad sexy. That's right. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Intelligent yep. awesome yep. dudes. Yep. That we need to respect. And I made a segment called Millard Still Exists. It's Mil- 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 Millard time. By This week's Millard. Dave, are you ready? Hit me. Millard Mitchell. That's right. Mitchell. Millard Mitchell. So Rolls qu- off the tongue. Real Sounds quick. Like a hottie. He's a double M. He's a double M. Yep. Real quick, yep. though. I actually broke the rules on this Millard. Um, He's not alive. What? (laughs) I (laughs) know. too, and
1: we're already breaking the rules. But, but, but,
0: but. (laughs) I had a couple of alive Millards. Don't worry. I actually have plenty of alive Millards. But this guy, he's such a dynamo. And he was alive more recently than Millard Fillmore. And... He's an actor, so his art lives on. So
1: true. So I figured... He he never dies.
0: Exactly. So I figured it counts, right? So anyways, let me explain...
1: I'll I'll let it be.
0: Millard Mitchell, after I tell you this, you're going to be like, holy, holy Christ, he's amazing. So true. I've got to give it to this Millard. I don't care when he was born or when he died. We should all just party with this Millard. Nonetheless, this Millard was born in Havana, Cuba. Say what? That's
1: right. Oh, That's right. Havana Una na nah. 1903.
0: That's right. Moy Caliente. I like it. That's right. That is right. So, like I said, Millard Mitchell in movies. Have you ever okay. been on okay. Metacritic, which evaluates movies and movie stars? Hmm. Dude, if you've never been on that site, you never lived. That's right. That's right. Would you like to know what Mr. Mitchell's Metacritic score is for all of his movies? Cumulative.
1: Hmm. Um, Because he's such a stud, I'm going to say
0: 81.6. Normally, I would say, wow, you think a lot of this movie star. I do. But you actually underscored Millard Mitchell. Really? out of a hundred <laughs> what that's right you want to know who this guy's higher than Brad Pitt Tom Hanks uh-huh. Leo DiCaprio Clark Gable Jack we Nicholson, got a freaking legend all these guys essentially what I'm saying Millard Mitchell greatest actor of all time he's been dead for 66 years ha, 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 party. what he's the goat goat of acting not not a basketball that would be michael jordan keep it straight guys do you want to hear a direct quote from turner classic movies about millard mitchell yes please mitchell was another one of those sturdy supporting characters who greatly added to any of the films he was in translation millard mitchell white-hot sex bomb yeah that's, that's what i
1: got out of it like i got word that. for word basically
0: listeners yeah. got that they all know it this millard is awesome yes.
1: he's the glue guy you need him in your movie you cannot you have, have a movie without the glue guy exactly he's that like hot guy in the
0: background singing in the rain would suck that's if it right wasn't for millard mitchell that is right exactly I've never watched Singing in the Rain, but he was in it. Neither, have and I, I hear it's it, awesome. It, it got a... It would like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have come out without him. Exactly, and it wouldn't have had a Metacritic score of like I don't know, really high because his score's ninety four. Nonetheless, this is the evidence, listeners, of Millard's rocking the world with their talent, beauty, and genius. Thank you, Millard's. Thank you. I, Thank you. I Millard. will continue to spread the word of Millard's for my misstep two weeks ago trying to say that Millard's were boring. Ridiculous.
1: And ne- Next week, let's get a guy who's alive. He will be alive who, next living. week, no doubt.
0: Okay. Okay, here we go. We are going to rip some headlines. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay. Dave, um, how do you feel about aliens?
1: Hmm... Um I think there's other life forms out there. So true. Uh, especially especially watching um you know I saw Avengers the other day. No. Well then um,
0: that's that's basically evidence right there.
1: That's a fact. Exactly. I mean they base it right off of that. Yeah. So you know, I think I don't know if they've been to Earth yet, but I think there's definitely other life out there. Yeah,
0: I can definitely like you tell me right now, put some money down on some bacteria hanging out on some kind of planet way out there in another solar system. Oh, I'm definitely mm-hmm. doing that. I mean, there's no way yep. to prove it, but I'm definitely doing that. It's got to be there now. Uh, I don't go to any kind of limit of belief of a- a- extra uh uh, extraterrestrial life forms, like Doctor Young Hai Chi. Word. Um, okay. Doctor Young Hai Chi is an instructor at Oxford's Oriental Institute. Which that's so he's pretty smart. That's the name, though. Like I wish, I wish uh, Justin was on. The, the pod today because um we could ask how he felt about that That seems a little racist hmm.
1: I mean do you, do you think that the Oxford Oriental? is like harder
0: than normal Oxford. I don't I mean I got it up right now on the Google machine and it says uh-huh. the Faculty of Oriental Studies formerly the Oriental Institute is part of the Humanities Division of the University of Oxford. Hmm. So I mean uh, like
1: okay but, so it's a college of
0: Yeah, but I mean Google but I mean still studies. like why don't you just call it Asian Studies? Hmm. How about that? I don't know. Anyway, anyways, Nonetheless, he wrote a book that claims that aliens are interbreeding with humans to overcome the effect of climate change. Wait, what? He wrote a book on it? That's right. And he actually argued this in many lectures. And he said, in fact, if we act on climate change, then we can prove the aliens wrong and be like, hey, you guys saw we couldn't handle this on our own? Guess what? We did. Take that, aliens. Word. Right.
1: So, so this guy, who is an Oriental studies professor... That's right. ...is lecturing about aliens.
0: That's right. He's... He, yeah. In, in fact, mm, he... Okay. He lectures <laughs> on Korean and Japanese language.
4: Wait, what?
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and he's like, hey, guys, guess what? They're aliens, and they're totally boning people out there. What? And we gotta watch out for it, because they're, they're interbreeding, and they're trying... And I mean... If that's the case... Why Why do we need to stop them anyways? Mm. Like, if they're going to save climate change, shouldn't we just let them interbreed with humans? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, mm. you know, I mean, it doesn't seem like we're doing such a great job on it. So, so true. you know, let the, the half alien folks have a crack just, at it. I
1: wonder what this guy's, like, rate my professor page looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a review somewhere that's like, yes. you know, we were supposed to go over chapter seven, yes. and he said all he wanted to talk about was aliens. Yes.
0: Yesterday went off on a tangent on what an alien's vagina looks like for 30 minutes which I thought was really odd (laughs) didn't tell me anything (laughs) about wasn't on on the test though didn't didn't have anything to do with Korean conjunctions I don't know odd Uh, I mean that's like that was my big question like Oxford didn't see these news stories and were like you know what maybe we shouldn't have him on our on our faculty. Hmm. Like, I mean, I got fired from an academia job just because I didn't do enough research. So true. And this dude's talking about aliens boning humans to save the world. Right. Like it's That's some nice. kind of action movie, and they're like, hmm, pretty nice. Yes. I think we should believe him. That sounds good. It's good. From Oxford. Innovative. What? Innovative. I like it. He's pushing the envelope. Nonetheless, Dave, do you remember the Christmas special? hmm the, what about it we talked about roller coasters on cruise ships word right yeah 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 now i can't remember did you say you're a fan or not a fan of roller coasters
1: Oh, uh, i mean i'll ride a roller coaster can't say that i'm like a huge fan like i don't have to do it okay. i didn't ride a roller coaster till
0: i was 18. oh not till 18. Yep, I, I, i'm kind of a wuss i got tricked onto the hulk I rode. Oh Jesus, that's horror! That's a horrible one to start on, man. Yes! That's not yep. good. I I I've ro- uh, everyone I have ridden, I did not like. So true. So I could. I'm right there with you. I rode yeah, them. I could do it without them. And all. I was like, this sucks. Yes! And they were like, oh, it's so fun. Oh, it's crazy. And I'm like, you know what? It like no, it's not. Like I was. I was afraid of the going
1: upside down part, like doing the the loops. Yeah, it just like makes- I could, I would. Yeah. It just makes me
0: cringe, man. It just makes me mm-hmm. cringe. I don't like it. And uh, you know what? I'm sure all the listeners are sitting there like, "Wow, I didn't know we were listening to a podcast with two giant wieners. That's horrible." Yeah, a bunch of wusses. Well, guess what? I do other risky things. I don't know what they are, yeah. but they're they're there, listeners. You 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 go in the wilderness without any protection. That's true. I wrestled a bear. Yes. I didn't do that. Yep. That's a lie, listeners. I'm sorry. Don't I, tell them that. I, I, don't tell them. I, I didn't wa- don't I, admit I, I to that. don't want to lie to it. Anyways, Dave, we have derailed, uh, which is topical because of uh, the roller coaster. There you go. Nonetheless, they have finished the largest roller coaster in North America, and I think the world, as far as the drop. It's Where is that? It's north of Toronto. Which means just in a couple of months, like in the dead of July, you can probably ride it without freezing to death, would be my guess. That Um, sounds awful. I know, right? Hey, let's go up there, basically to the North Pole, and ride a roller coaster that's going like 80 miles per hour. That won't freeze your face off. How
1: long, how big is this thing?
0: So, it's called the Yukon Striker, which is a good name, good name. Yeah. Yukon Striker is 3,625 feet long, which isn't that long, but... Nah. It starts with a 90 degree drop. So literally a straight drop. Oh, no. 245 feet. At 80 miles per hour. So you just drop, man. Jeez. Drop, it actually launches you, not even drop. You don't just build up momentum. It rockets you out there. And it goes directly into a 360 degree loop.
1: Yeah. Word. Yeah. Uh, Straight from ninety degree drop to a to a flip.
0: That's right. And I I I don't think those are
1: my two worst fears.
0: I don't think I need to go into any more detail than just saying a pass. 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 Maybe we'll take just Justin. Justin will do it. We can convince Justin to do it. Uh, Dave, news from our state, specifically Gainesville. Uh, okay. that cassowary. Remember the cassowaries? Yeah, the the, the bird that attacks someone. That's right. That's right. Deadly birds that may be yep. able to fight guard llamas one-on-one. Mm. I don't know. Oof. I haven't seen it happen. It'd be a deadly battle. Nonetheless, yeah. the actual cassowary that killed the man, they're looking for a home for it. They're trying to give it away. Yeah. Wow would you for, take for free would you i, I don't know I, I guess give it away i mean i'd be surprised if they're like ten thousand dollars what Word. this thing could kill me yeah ten thousand dollars all right another pass yeah so you're not going to take the cassowary nope okay mm-hmm. that's, that's
1: all right it's a, a no for me dog
0: maybe we could use it as a uh, uh mascot for the for the show. Hmm. There you go.
1: We'll we'll leave it at your house.
0: Maybe I could train it to like ride in uh, on
1: only only do good and not evil. Exactly.
0: I think I have the mind power. I can mind will it telepathically. Yes! Cassowary. I believe it. Listen to me. Dave, speaking of terrifying animals that no one wants a part of and that no one should have a part of, have you heard mm. about kissing bugs? Hmm.
1: No, just love bugs, not kissing bugs.
0: Kissing bugs, way worse than love bugs. Like, if if love bugs are on a level of, like, a 2 of suck, kissing bugs Mm -hmm. are, like, on a level of, like, 4,652. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of suckage.
0: Yeah, well, apparently 28 states have reported kissing bugs. Now, the thing with kissing bugs, they have a real name, but I don't know how to pronounce their real name. Nope. Um... Probably probably better that you don't try. Yeah, I'm just not even going to try. Here's the problem with them. They call them kissing bugs because apparently they bite your face. Ew. Um. Oh, wow. n- now, the biting of them. Are they big? They're pretty big. They look like a stink bug, basically. Ew. Which, you know, mm. stink bug's not an attractive animal either, but they look like an overgrown right. stink bug. And apparently these things, the the bite's not the problem. The problem is is the bite usually gives you chagas. Which is a potentially... Chagas? Yeah, which is a potentially a deadly parasitic illness. Yeah. N- Jeez. Not good. Not good. Um, so, that's bad, obviously. Um, and your face just starts, like... Well, Dying. well, just your your whole body. You get all these negative ramifications, not just the face. Like the face is the least of the worries. There's all these other negatives that go in because of the parasite uh, illness. Like organ
1: shutdown. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now, here's my oh, big shoot. Here's my big takeaway from this uh, story. They need a new name for this bug. Yeah, the kissing bug, it sounds like something you want to, like, see at a zoo. Like, if you if you walk past a newspaper and you say kissing bugs in Florida, you're like, oh, cool. Those might be... You're like, oh, I, I didn't know that
1: that was in season.
0: That That might be annoying. It may hit my windshield. Not, I may die. That's no good. They need to rename this bug to Killer Face Sucking Bugs.
1: Killer face
0: sucking bugs. <laughs> I think that would much more describe. Like flesh
1: eating.
0: Yeah, just just killer attack killer. bugs. Killer. That's it. Yeah. Cause like, you know, when you hear bees, you're like, Oh, that sucks. But when you hear killer mm-hmm. bees, you're like, Oh, Jesus, no. You're like, oh,
1: crap. Yeah, exactly.
0: See, you just need to add the right they need the right terminology. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, we had a weird robbery in Philadelphia this past week. Hmm. What kind of weird robbery? Um, So in uh, Marion Township, uh, Mm -hmm. police say that two men and a woman broke into a secured area in a hospital and removed numerous Olympus colonoscopes. Word. Um, Yeah. Removed what? Colonoscopes. Uh, yeah, uh, cameras specifically used for uh, colonoscopies. Hmm. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. So th-
1: how many did they steal? They
0: stole. I, th- I. It just says numerous. They didn't tell me mm-hmm. how many. Uh, but they estimate they're worth about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jeez. That sounds like a lot of colonoscopes. Yeah, yeah. So the police chief said, in my experience, I would say, just thinking about it logically, you would think this would not be something the average person would know where it is and what it does. So an mm-hmm. inside job. Um... Oh, I've, I mean, and really, when you think about a colonoscopy, it is an inside job. Heyo. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I gotta ask though, what, what's the plan with these butt cameras?
2: Hmm.
0: What are these guys doing? Like, are they Robin Hood? Do some butt the, stuff of the neighborhood? Like, guys, <laughs> we're giving colonoscopies. Everybody free for, the, for every free. men
1: 50 and older
0: we want to make sure that you're clean of polyps yeah. no one will have polyps in our colon oh in our my cold. gosh could like, you
1: imagine it's
0: ridiculous are are they going to try to sell these cameras cuz i got to be honest really seems like there's a low demand for butt yeah, cameras very,
1: very small market for secondhand butt cameras
0: like unless these are going to help me film the show i probably don't need them
1: hmm. and i don't i don't Dude, d- could you what if you uploaded that on Instagram, like the video of us recording just, from a... <laughs> just,
0: or maybe if I just had a live colonoscopy the whole time of our there show, people would be like, well, I, can't, I can't listen to that Doc G show anymore. He's a, oh, Why is he making that noise? He's a weird guy. I don't know. I can't do that. Uh, Dave, last story we got here. Mm.
2: Uh, go ahead.
0: Um, So, I'm going to do this one real quick. Uh, So, in Ecuador, they've got a secret uh, intelligence agency, and it's called Uh SENAIN. SENAIN is an acronym. S-E-N-A-I-N. Well, recently, they've came under some fire because a lot of people in the country have said SENAIN is spying on everyone. And CNIEN okay. says, "No, we're not spying on everyone. That's just surveillance used for first responders to help cops and other first responders get to the scene of crimes." Well, New York okay. Times scored a interview with CNIEN and their head intelligence chief officer Jorge Costa. Mm. So, mm. The, the New York Times uh, journalists go out. They take them out into the basically the the woods, right into the jungle. They take him out to this secret bunker, Sweet. and they come into this room, and it's just this boring old room. Nothing going on in the room, just a big uh, desk in the middle of the room. And like the guys that are filming it for the New York Times, like, oh man, this is gonna suck. It's just gonna be, she's gonna be this boring room, and us talking to this guy. It's gonna look like some like a hostage situation or something. This, this is stupid. So he's going around mm-hmm. trying to find his best light, right? And mm-hmm. he notices there's a light dimmer switch on the wall, and he's like, Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dim the lights up. That'll at least make it look a little bit better in here. Hmm. So he starts dimming the lights, except it wasn't a light dimmer. It was actually a magical door opening mechanism for their secret surveillance room. Wait, what? Oh shoot. <laughs> he he hits this switch and like a James Bond movie, a room magically appears, appears, appears beside them. And like at first oh, all all the New York Times guys that have to like play it cool like what? We didn't even notice there's a room over there. What do you, a room? We we can act like that room's not even there if you want to act like it's not there. That's fine so cuz they were like worried these guys were going to like torture them and be like you can't know about the room. Like but then it became obvious too that all the cameras were actually being used to survey the people of Ecuador. Like, so, wow, like... They
1: had them posted up throughout the country.
0: Yeah, and so, like... Wow. Now, the whole the whole story was that they basically wanted to show that the authoritarian government that used to be in Ecuador had changed... They, they said they had changed, but it really hadn't changed. But my big question is, all this fancy intelligence equipment, I mean, the room-changing cloaking device, and they couldn't just put, like, a passcode on the room hider device, hmm. like. Right, like a freaking s- light switch. They literally just had a light switch, like just, like maybe even some tape above it that just says, hey, not a light switch. Nope, like, don't flick this switch, d- don't Yeah. Turn switch. Like that's it, but no, they couldn't, that's it. That's all I have of the big buildup, that's it. That's, that's it for that story. Ecuador, get a better light switch, come on, you're better than that. So true. Nonetheless, Dave, I wanna take a break. We're going to hear a little stand up right now from our guest, O Honor, Josh Johnson. Very excited. Here's a little clip from his album, I Like You. Get ready, right here on The Doc G Show.
5: I don't know if you guys can tell just by looking at me or my general demeanor, but uh, I am not an alpha male. <laughs> I'm not an alpha, I'm not even a beta. I'm like three before omega. I've been called a little punk to my face before. I've been like, well, that's your opinion. I know I'm lucky to be a millennial because if I had been born even 10 years earlier, I wouldn't have lived this long. I know that, because I was in Louisiana for 10 minutes. (laughs) Before I let a possum climb me, all right? (laughs) It was just coming right at me, and by the time I realized it wasn't like a squirrel that just wanted to play or something, it was hanging off my belt, all right? I don't know if you looked a possum in the face in person before, but its face is an actual demon. It's the most horrifying thing you can look at. So now I'm trying to hump it off as hard as I can. Just like bend my knees, dig deep and hump it off. Cause I want touches. Everybody knows you touch a possum, get bit by a possum. You become a possum. That's just science. And so I'm not trying to hump it off, but it climbs onto my shoulder and chirps in my ear and not the cute, Pocahontas like, meow, meow, meow. He's like, oh! immediately, oh, okay. Guess I died, didn't know I died this young. You know, I immediately gave up. And then my friends him off my shoulder and saved my life. Have you ever had your life saved when the stakes were incredibly low?
0: This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio,
1: LP fm UNF Jacksonville.
0: And we are back here on the Doc G Show. That was Josh Johnson, our guest today. Very funny stuff. I enjoy it. Yes! You heard it all right here on Spinnaker Radio, LP 955 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm, guys.
1: Go on your phone, go hit on the podcast app, search us up, give us a good little rating, you know, give us a good five star. Yeah. If you think we're less than that, go leave that somewhere else. Go, so go do another show and give them a bad rating, because you know we don't deserve that. Nope. Do now, not. for the people who are like, what are you talking about? What's the podcast app? We have the internet for you. You know, the World Wide Web, www.com dot the doc dot com mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm the google machine go on it yep. you can put the doc g show in we'll come up that's right you can do it we're great nonetheless i'm not wasting any more time on it we're getting to shout outs okay there we go shout Who's, outs
1: who who listened to us because
0: i want to shower praise on those that did listen to us first off we're going sort of to the west coast uh meh close enough littleton colorado shout yes out. I'm n- a little shout Linden, out to Colorado. Littleton, Colorado. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've never been there. Nope. I guess it's nice. Um, Neither vibe, but they love us. That's right, and we love them. Uh, Kirkland, Washington, shout out. Shout out. Oh, the brand Kirkland. I love that. Sh- mm, very nice home home goods. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know where where our lady friend Brittany is from. Brittany mm-hmm. Pace. Do you know? Yep. I mean, she's from uh, she's from Washington. It's
1: like Seattle area.
0: I don't okay. Know. I don't know if Kirkland's close to BP, Seattle. We'll have to Google com- it. Let us know. Yeah, BP, give us a shout-out. Um, Green Cove, Springs, Florida. That's right. Ooh, close to Duval, except I don't think it's Duval. It's Clay.
1: Like St. John's, Clay, Clay, Clay County. Clay, yep. that's right. Yep.
0: Yes, indeed. Um... Now we're going across the pond, going to Africa. Maputo, Mozambique. Shout out oh, to you Puto. Yeah, everybody's Puto. More Mozambique. Puto. Thank love you guys. It. We love you in the Mozambique. Chester, South Carolina. Shout out. Shout out.
1: Chester. Okay,
0: never <laughs> heard of it, but I like it. No, I mean I like it, and I'm not I'm not coming down on your name there, Chester, but I feel like every time I say it, I feel like there should be something else, like a field yeah, like or a Chesterton. A ton, yes, a Chesterton. <laughs> or, but Chester, we love you nonetheless. You're you're beautiful with just Chester. Just the, just the way you are. Get ready. Green Bay, Wisconsin, shout out. Oh, out. Title Town. Aaron Rodgers, Boy, throw we it to Throwing zingers. Wow. Cause I, I, you know what? I, I still, he, he, I like his attitude. I just, I like his attitude. He's it just mm. a little, a little bit of a turd. Just a little I was bit. Say, he's kind of, yep. Yeah, exactly. But I don't like, like that too. But, 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 like, he knows it. And like he uses it sometimes, and I but gotta be like, honest, he backs it up most of the time. That's
1: what I was gonna say. Like when you're that good, you know, you're gonna have that level of confidence he, that comes out you being a butthole.
0: He backs it up, man. He is. Yep. He, he is the man. Nonetheless, shout out to Green Bay. Shout out. Shout Love out. it. Saint Laurent, Canada. That's right, oh, oh, oh. Saint Laurent. Yeah, Saint Laurent. man, I've got some of their well, not Canada's Saint Laurent, but I got East Saint Laurent's cologne. I just pulled it out of my desk here in the that studio. That sounds like it just smells
1: good. Yeah, like,
0: with a name like that, you
1: got to be good.
0: I just I just did I just did a, a commercial with it uh, on on my camera here just a, <laughs> just did a commercial they're gonna they're gonna pay me millions of dollars actually they're gonna contact me and be like stop ruining our product cause yeah, you stink. We don't want <laughs> your face to be associated with our product your face and your smell are not associated with our product nonetheless lastly shout out New York New York yeah shout out. Mm. you can do so many songs on New York there's so many of them, um, You're right. Dave. We've we've had we've had a uh, a sort of a, a streak going here, and I think we need to keep the streak going on because there's a lot of crappy things in the world these days. Yes. And, what kind of
1: streak are we talking?
0: And I think we need to continue the streak of things that don't suck. Yeah. Dude,
1: oh yes, I love that segment.
0: Let's get it going then. Things
1: that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd.
5: And whatever the doc wants to say now.
0: Tell me something that doesn't suck. Um, Dave, have you ever been to Cahokia, Illinois? Hmm. Um, That sounds like the middle of
1: nowhere So no, I probably haven't been there But uh, honestly, my buddy's family is from the middle of nowhere, Illinois So I'm gonna ask him about it Cahokia him.
0: Cahokia, yeah I'm. I Actually, I don't know, like, relative where it's at in Illinois I only know Roger Gamules from Illinois That's right Roger oh, you know I don't know him personally I, oh. I learned about him in this story And you know what? Okay. He's a stand-up guy yes! At least that's okay. what I learned from this story um, he, uh, Roger Gamoles, is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And I've got a good story. That's right. A good story about police officers. Yes! B- That's what we like to hear. Believe me, folks out there, it pains me when I have to bring up bad stories about officers. I don't want to do it. I just got to do it because a lot of times they're funny. Nonetheless, this is a good one. This is a good one. Officer Roger Gamules, uh, he decided to pull over a car because of its expired tags. <laughs> Makes sense, right? hmm That'll um, happen. Yeah. Um, so he pulled him over, and the guy that he pulled over was Kashawn Baldwin. And Kashawn mm. didn't have a valid license either. Mm. All right, good look, Kashawn. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen this path go down uh, uh, the cop's uh, road before. It's not a good one. Mm-hmm. It's not a nope. good one. Usually it ends up with the guy being like, What? These aren't my pants. So true. They're my friend's pants.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> but in, in this case, that didn't happen. In this case, Officer Gamul asked. Kashan what he was doing and Kashan was like I'm sorry sir I know it's. I know it's not a valid license but I'm going to a job interview I really need this job it's really important and Gamul said that Kashan was very respectful and he understood how bad Kashan needed to get the, to this interview so instead of giving the ticket or arresting him he drove Kashan to the interview <laughs> That's right dude Love that. That's right, man. And even better news, Kashawn got the job. Yes. That is right. Shout out to you, Kashawn. Dude,
1: that's the type of stuff that we like to see. That is it, man. Police officers helping the community and not making it, but leaving it a better place than they
0: found it. That's right. Because the tagline is protect and serve. So true. Right? He was serving Mm -hmm. Kashawn. He helped him, man. Very nice. Community policing. The way it should be. We applaud Love you, it. Roger. Love the effort from Kashan too. I, I mean, know. Even though not legal, but a little, like, a little misguided, but he still was going to get there one way or another, man. Right, and I, I appreciate that, that, that work ethic. I mean, if you saw that in a movie, that'd be a part of action movie. You could see somebody doing that in the movie, right? Yes! Just exactly. I, I got to get to this interview. Ba-na-na, ba-na-na, what? I sort of turned it into ESPN there a little bit. My bad. I was about to say I was thinking <laughs> a little different soundtrack in my head. <laughs> <Ta-na-na>, <laughs> okay, what is it? Top ten already in this movie? Weird. Hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on from things that don't suck to the quote of the day.
1: All right. Okay. Okay, Dave. What are my choices? So we were
0: left last week with Brian Regan and Norm MacDonald. They're still on the board. But we also added for this week Jack Nicholson.
1: Say what? Yeah. I'm
0: feeling uh, Norm MacDonald. Okay, we got to get Normie off the board, I understand. By the way, if you haven't seen his movie, listeners, uh, um, Dirty Work, uh, really pointless, great way to waste an hour and a half. Pretty you're hilarious. looking for another hour and yeah, a half to waste. <laughs> it's it's oh man. Anyways, here's the quote. They say that if you're afraid of homosexuals, it means that deep down inside you're actually a homosexual yourself. Hmm. That worries me because I'm afraid of dogs.
4: Wait, what?
0: End quote. Hmm. Nicely done. He wow. could. Wow. He could be a dog. He doesn't know. Doc. It's a think Does that piece. Make us
1: roller coasters.
0: We could be roller coasters. We could be inanimate objects. I'm a little worried about it. I don't know. Norm, man, he gives the think pieces, and I enjoy them. I love them. Yes! We still <laughs> got be thinking about that over break. Now. We still got Jack Nicholson. We still got Brian Regan. They'll be on the quotes for next week. But right now, right now, we're bringing him out. It's none other than Josh Johnson, right here on the Doc G Show.
1: Bring them out, bring them out.
0: I wrote for The Tonight
5: Show last year, which was dope. But a lot of people don't know that I was at my breaking point right before I started working at that show. Because the same day that I sent off my jokes to be read at Jimmy Fallon, see if I could work there, see if they wanted me, I had to interview to be a dog walker. I'm gonna say it again for anyone who doesn't grasp the gravity. I had to interview to be a dog walker. And the worst part is that they interviewed me like it was a much better job than it was. They were like, so what is it? What is it about you that's special that we should let you walk Phoebe? What is it? that you do that no one else can do when you walk, that we should let you walk Phoebe. What qualifies you to walk Phoebe? Legs! Both legs! It's a schnauzer. It's not going to pull me. I'm overqualified by having all the body parts. Now, I didn't get it. I didn't want it, but I didn't get it. Are you serious? Did you watch me walk away? That was pristine walking. I didn't trip or anything. Who walks better than me? So, even when I got the job, at The Tonight Show, and I was like, pushing through the revolving doors at 30 Rock into this dream job in my head. I was like, I could walk a dog.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to The Doc G Show. We are super lucky to have comedian, former writer of The Tonight Show, current writer of The Daily Show, and I don't care what he thinks, He's an alpha male, Mister Josh Johnson. Josh, what's happening, man?
4: Not much, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me
0: on. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, man. So I like to before uh, the before the break, I was telling you I like to take the listeners back and uh, you know uh, look at uh, look at a guest pass. And I noticed you grew up in uh, in Louisiana, and uh, you went yeah. to Holy Savior Menard Central High School, right? Yeah, Now, Now, I saw, and I think a lot of our listeners saw, on The uh, Tonight Show, you actually invited one of your former teachers, uh, Mr. uh, Dennis Ward, uh, to come watch you on The Tonight Show because he had said that he was going to see you on The Tonight Show one day. Uh, First off, what what did Mr. Ward teach? Hmm...
4: So he taught uh, world history, geography. Nice. And there was was one more subject he taught that I don't think I actually had him for. Yeah. And he was the uh, coach of of Quiz Bowl, which is like the.
2: Sweet.
4: Like, like, it's hard to explain to people who don't know, but it's basically (laughs) like trivia, but it's like every type of academic trivia that you could ask.
0: Oh, yeah, man.
4: There's history, math, science, all this stuff. And. Um, so I was on the quiz ball team and I was, I was really bad. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was so bad that they wouldn't let, like, no one wanted me to be like on the panel at meet because they were like, he doesn't get any answers right in class. Why would he do it in the meet? Like it was, it was really bad. The
0: pressure's on, man. You'll do it better on stage. You'll be ready. You'll rise above it. Come on. Yes! I think,
4: I mean, you can when there's no one right answer. You know what I mean? Like it's, like, it's not like bombing at a stand-up show where you could be like, oh, man, I, I could easily say this by addressing how bad this is going or something. Yeah. This is like, there is one answer, and it it it's just not what you said, you know? <laughs> and then, like, nope. he would also have... Ask- he would bring in donuts worth and stuff. Like, since Quiz Bull met so early in the morning, yeah. that he was like, All right, if these kids are going to be on this team and they're going to read extra books and they're going to do all this stuff, I'll at least do something for them. Mm-hmm. So he'd either have like, you know, donuts or, like, some sort of, like, breakfast treat or something, Man. and, uh, and there was a day that he sort of pulled me aside, and he was like, Josh, uh, if you want the donuts, you can have a donut. You don't have to keep doing this. You're clearly, like, like you're, you're clearly not memorizing any of the things you need to memorize.
0: Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you free breakfast. Just stop ruining our quiz team, please. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, that's nice of him. That was nice. Uh, well, so he, he said that he was going to see you on The Tonight Show after a a talent show, right?
4: Hmm. Yeah, so there's basically like a talent show, uh, at my high school, um, and you can, I think you can start doing it as soon as the, uh, ninth grade or something, Mm um, but I remember, I, yeah, I did it, and like, um. It, it, was, it was like passable like it was it was it was not bombing but it was not not bombing yeah dude, you know I mean? like it was, it was one of those things where it was like clearly people could see where my jokes were trying to go so they were being supportive yeah but like if this had just been anywhere else but my high school i don't know how well i would have done you know yeah. and like from that moment on he kind of said that and it was it was just crazy because i didn't even like telling anyone I wanted to be a comic or anything yeah and uh and even when I went to college I studied design yeah so I wasn't even like trying to do entertainment type things uh until I moved to Chicago
0: nice Noah so that like you said that that was your first experience of it in that talent show did you, you, you said you didn't tell anybody about it, but did you look up to, to comics when you were growing up? Like, were there stand-ups that you were like, man, that guy, you know?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, like, I saw Christopher Titus's Norman Rockwell's Bleeding on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, I would watch it um, every time. And back then, like, you didn't have as many specials as you have now, so you yeah. could just keep you know watching the re-edit special over and over again and so i would watch it and finally you know we uh taped it because uh, we still had the vhs tape so we i taped it and then i would watch it again and again until i almost ran it out like to the point where it was like like scratched almost. so true like, because i i loved what he was doing and the stories that he was telling were very vulnerable but very funny and and the way that he had that crowd control was yeah. insane. Because even when you you know even when a bunch of people came to see you and you have fans and stuff like that, there's still this element of like, okay, if you're going to tell us a story this long, then the 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 closing section, like that last little bit where the joke is, and the story has to be killer. Because we haven't yeah. laughed for like you know eight minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, and it was eight minutes isn't a long time but in the scope of an hour of comedy it's huge When yeah. so you know I was just taken by that and uh there's Christopher Titus and then like um you know I think uh Kevin Hart a good bit because like a lot of people don't remember when like there were like Just for Laughs uh, back in the day would have um some people set sets air on TBS, like, yeah. this was, like, years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember I saw Bill Burr, I can't remember if it was, like, I saw him on Comedy Central, so I don't remember if it was Premium Blend or whatever it was, I, I remember Bill Burr from Shorty's Watching Shorty, yeah, and from uh, Just for Laughs on TBS, and I just thought that he was, like, the funniest dude, right? And, like, and it wouldn't even be for a couple more years that he would, like, resurface and to be more of a stand-up and stuff, because... When I was young, I didn't know that you could, like, see comics out per special. (laughs) And it's much easier now. Like, now you can just type in somebody you like, and, and, you know, if they have a special, it'll pop up in Google. But back in the day, it's it's like, you even if you could, like, Google them, maybe the thing that they put their special on was, like, on a website that, you know, wasn't as readily available or something.
0: Yeah.
4: It's... It's much
0: more accessible now. Yeah, that, well, I mean, you know, I, I basically remember just the, uh, you know, your, your pay-per-view uh, specials on on Showtime and HBO. And, like, that was the one that I, I loved, that I basically did the same thing that, that you did with the Titus Specials. that Killing him Softly, Dave Chappelle, I just watched yeah. over and over and over and had a CD of it and listened to it all the time. People got in my car, and they're like, oh, Jesus, Dave Chappelle again? I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's coming out again, man. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, I, to- I totally get it. So after high school, you went uh, to Centenary College... Uh, of Louisiana. Now, did you like you said? Did you do any stand up while you were in college, or no? Hmm.
4: I did. I think I did stand up while I was in college. A grand total of like six times or something. Yeah. So basically, there was a slightly by semester talent show type thing that our college would do just to entertain like us. Like, um, I did that two maybe three times yeah and then i um i got a couple guest spots at a club that's now closed <laughs> um and it i don't know they they apparently they're supposed to be paying me and they never paid me and like, <laughs> but also like i wasn't good so i wouldn't have paid them. um so true and so you know i didn't even hear until they closed uh that they should have been married <laughs> <but, laughs> You yeah. know, I I think I did. Yeah, I think six times, which is why I don't even really count it because it's like I was writing but not writing. Like, yeah, were you really writing if you're not getting up on stage and doing the thing? So I just didn't have any experience, and and all of the times were so drastically far apart that there was just no um, growth. Yeah, way to access. Yeah, way to grow. Way to way to access more spots. So. I, you know, I only count the time that I was in Chicago because that's, like, when I landed in Chicago, I think it was the next day that I went to my first mic and, and, you know, then my second, then my third, and then the next day I tried to go to two or three, and I was just trying to hit as many as I could, and and there was something about even being in Chicago that really, um, like, molds you, I think, as a comic, is that you just get this uh, level of, Maybe, even, maybe confidence is the right word, but you get a level of confidence from being able to go up so much and, yeah. and being able to do so much time because you know that the things you have pieced together will work.
0: Yeah. So, so like you said, you went to Chicago, you started getting your craft going. What made you decide to move? Because you did there, you moved from Chicago to New York. What, what, uh, what brought on that change?
4: I think it's because Chicago um, is is a still growing in terms of like industry and opportunity and everything, and, mm-hmm. and I just hit I hit a bit of a ceiling. where there were there are some amazing shows that that anyone listening to you right now should either try to do or try to go to. Like yeah. they are they're amazing. Like the means you should know in and and, and uh, you know like Blind Bad and all all these shows that are just almost experiences more than uh just like comedy shows that you can go to. Yeah. And then there's there's secret shows. There's shows that, you know, they don't tell you the location until like an hour before the show. And so, you know, you you buy your ticket and then you wait to get that text message or, yeah. or whatever. And and there, there's this extra element. And I think that uh Chicago provides that in a way that New York doesn't always because they don't have to, because uh, New York is New York. yeah, and so I think that I you know, I felt like I had to move there as well because I saw so many comedians come out there that I really liked. Yeah, and I thought they had a good style and stuff. and and uh, even my professor at the time, she lived in Chicago, so she knew more about it. so she was telling me more about it, mm-hmm. and she got it like, a lot of us amped about Chicago, um, even
0: when we were in college. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned actually the the secret shows. We had Grant Lyon on the show about a year ago, uh, and he's got he's got a really popular secret show that that uh, the Blind Barber in in L.A and he was telling us about that and I got really jazzed about those secret shows. I was like, man, that sounds cool. Yeah. All of a sudden you get a text message or an email and you're like, what, where? Oh man, treasure hunt, time to go. Yeah, You don't know, anyth- <laughs> you don't know anything about it. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, but you moved to New York and uh, it was about, from what, what I heard from piece together from other interviews is about six months after you moved, that you started okay. writing for the the Tonight Show, hmm. is that about the, the yeah, time frame? Yeah, about there? that
4: much.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, something and, like
4: that. I mean, it may have even, yeah, I think it was five
0: or six. No, nah, well, and I so I saw, you know, and it's on it's on your album as far as one of the the uh, tracks that you have. But yes! before you got the Tonight Show, you were t- turned down for a, a dog walking job. Was that actually did that actually happen? Wait, what? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, uh, yeah. it's
0: pretty embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, is I immediately, when I heard it, I sort of thought I, I had somewhat of a similar experience when I, I graduated from undergrad, and I got this mysterious letter inviting me to this weird job interview, because I didn't have any prospects. I graduated, didn't think about what I was going to do, and I was just sitting there jobless. And I got this email or this uh, this letter in the mail that it was for a job interview and it was just from Vector Marketing and I was like, oh, hmm. all right. And it didn't say, looking back on it, it didn't say anything about the job so I should have known that it it was nothing and it was some kind of scam. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'll go to the interview. I went to the interview and as soon as I got in there, it was to sell knives. And like by that time, it was too late, I couldn't leave. I was already like locked in. At the end of the interview, it was basically like you, you know your situation because the guy was like ah, Ben, you seem smart enough but I don't know if you're passionate enough to sell knives for me what and i was like is anybody passionate to sell knives like why am i going to do this and i was just so like yeah. what is the deal but it was so serious and it just i can i could totally relate to your story of saying what why well, can't, yes, I can walk your dog. And after I got a job, that's what I was like. I was like, I could have sold those knives. I could have sold those easy. What are you talking about? I couldn't sell them. Girl, come on. It's, uh,
4: yeah, no, easily. Because it, it, it's also one of those things, even with, even with other jobs, even with like, you know, high paying distinguished jobs, there's a thing in, in that like, you, <laughs> you as someone who's interviewing for the job is not, you know, they don't know you. Yeah, and even and even the fact that you didn't seem passionate means he should have hired you because it meant you weren't a liar. You know, (laughs) like. I'm, I feel bad for him that he probably hired some guy who lied. You know his face off being like, "I just have a passion for sharp edges." <laughs> you know, I just need to get out there and separate things from their natural form. <laughs> that's a fact.
0: I mean, I I won't lie. I was impressed with their their cutting ability in the demo. I was like, "Well, that's Sweet. that's almost tricked me into wanting one of these knives." But I yeah, I didn't buy it. But anyways, uh, you got to the Tonight Show. Which had to be an awesome experience. And one thing I gotta ask about the Tonight Show, is Jimmy Fallon as nice and happy a guy as he seems on TV? Because he seems insanely nice. Hmm.
4: Yeah, every time I saw him, he was genuinely like really happy, which is weird. Yeah. It, it's like, so like, true. Like it's almost harrowing how much he's enjoying life.
0: Yeah. Because I mean like every t- like when he got the job, I was like, well, I guess they got the perfect guy because this guy seems super excited about anyone and everyone that comes on the show like
4: yeah he's definitely not faking his enthusiasm. I feel like he uh, he genuinely enjoys the guest stories and like even the stories of people that work there if you have like you know when you're talking to him and stuff he's very engaged
0: yeah. Yeah, so right after The Tonight Show, you came out with your uh, comedy album, I Like You. We've played some of the clips from it already. Uh, now, was that the same show that your, your half-hour Comedy Central uh, special was?
4: Some of it, yeah. So basically, the album is longer, so some of the jokes from the half-hour are also on the album, but mm-hmm. the album goes further, and it has jokes that uh, at least currently aren't on any other platform.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, from the album, which joke, like, if you go out and perform, which joke do you get asked the most about?
4: Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like I haven't done many jokes from the from the album since I released it. Like, yeah. I retired a lot of them. Yeah. So, So I'm trying to think of what would actually be something people would walk up to me afterwards. I guess maybe the um maybe the possum thing. Yeah. There's, there's 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 a weird thing with like with comedy sometimes where people um, if you if you say a thing if you say like um, a joke that's like a matter of opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, people will always just take your word for it that that's what you believe, even if you're joking, even if you're being sarcastic. You know people will be like, oh, he really thinks that, which is why it's so easy for people to get offended sometimes. Yeah. But whenever people um, hear a story that's crazy, they always walk up to you afterwards, like, did that really happen? And it's like, why, why do you give me all of this leeway on one thing that it might not be real? But then when I have a sarcastic opinion about something, it's like, that must be my real life. <laughs> um, so true. And I feel like the, you know, the, the possum thing is the one that I've got a lot of like, yeah. Wait, so it it just it just came right to you. It just attacked you like yeah. It, it, a wild thing attacked me. I don't know why that's so crazy. So I don't believe, believe it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No way. No way. A wild animal <laughs> acting wild. Not happening. Don't believe it. Nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so on your album, you also, and I, I've seen you talk about this a couple times. Talk about fitness, you know, making fun of yourself as far as fitness. Uh, but you, but you hit the gym. I've seen some fitness shots on on Instagram. You were there earlier this year. Are you a are you a regular gym goer? Hmm.
4: Uh, I am now, but only because uh, <laughs> I. Uh... I, I had trouble opening a door. What? And uh mm. and that was that was when I was like, I have to make a change in my life. because <laughs> uh, it was it was just a heavy door. It was but it was so heavy that I was like, I must be sick. Like I must
0: Did somebody I did somebody come, come by Sundays? and show you up? Were you like trying to lift it and then some like old lady just came by and ripped it right open? You're like, Oh, no
4: it wasn't it wasn't like that uh pointed of a of a turn it's just that i so basically the, the like the way it happened is that i got to a date before my now girlfriend my girlfriend didn't know this happened but <laughs> i got to you know the the uh restaurant for a date before her yeah and so i go to try to open the door and I cannot, like, I can't push it. I can't, I can't push it at all. And so uh, then in my head, I'm like, Wait, what? Okay, maybe, maybe something's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm, I'm like, I'm pushing even more. And then I see her and then she walks up. And as she's walking up I'm like, hey we gotta pick another place they they're, they're closed like I just <laughs> lied I just lied and said that they were closed and I couldn't open the door <laughs> and so then she was like, are you sure I see people in there and I was like nah I think they're probably just family you know how families <laughs> will like they're they hanging around' stay. yeah they'll just hang out and eat whatever they're closed. and so then we start walking away and as we're walking away, behind me i see someone open the door and i didn't see him like swing it open but i saw someone else get through and i was like, oh,
0: okay yeah i need to change my life oh uh, well hey whatever it takes whatever it takes man yeah! i well i noticed too actually a while back like a good while back you were doing some indoor climbing you were on a climbing wall was that a one-time deal or have you done it ever since then
4: uh, I'd love to do it more, but it's not—it's not a frequent thing. Okay. I basically have uh, done it, I think, a grand total of three times over two years,
2: mm.
4: and and it's so cool and it's so fun. You know, it's like it's like trying to solve the puzzle. You know, uh, as you go up and everything. Yeah. But I just I I both don't know if I have the time, or or just the the interest to make it a habit to like go to the, the rock climbing gym all the time and, like, be a real climber and, and stuff like that. I, after a while, it seems like you have to do if you're going to keep paying to go to that place.
0: Yeah, I had a I had a roommate that was all about rock climbing, and it seems... I mean, you got to have some finger strength. Yes! And, like, and it's like you said, you got to go there a lot yes! to, like, actually, like, be able to do it well. And I was like, I... I mean, weights seem repetitive, but that seems even more repetitive. I, I don't know. It just seems like a it seems like a lot for me. But uh, oh yeah. <laughs> after the Tonight Show and the album, uh, you you started working on the Daily Show as a writer, and you've been there for about two years now. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be two years this year. Yeah, and so obviously uh, the Daily Show, I mean, it, it has a different slant than the uh, the Tonight Show. I mean, there's more of a political drive. There's more political topics that are discussed. That's a fact. Uh, had you worked in that, that arena before as far as, like, you know, your writing style? Had you written things towards that, uh, that audience before? Hmm
4: no
0: no not at all not yeah. at all so oh. it, was, it was a big change when you went there
4: absolutely
0: yeah 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 nice well so you guys won the in NAACP uh award for outstanding writing in a comedy series that had to be a pretty awesome celebration did you go to the cer? did you get to go to the ceremony
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I went and yeah, it was it was very surprising. It was it was uh it was one of those things that I think is makes me glad that I made the trip because, you know, I could have just as easily spent the weekend at home and everything, but yeah I'm glad that I went and and it was just like it was such a special thing because it's like nice to it's always nice when you can like Something like that—that's more general that yeah. people sort of understand yeah. as, a, as an accolade—is is like nicer for my mom and, and you know my family to see that I'm that I'm doing well. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it looked it looked like a uh, looked like a good night from what I could tell. Uh, yes! Speaking of the Daily Show, you've been touring with uh, Trevor Noah for the uh, Loud and Clear tour. Uh, you'll actually be in Philadelphia at the Metropolitan Opera House, the third and fourth. Uh, but this tour, this is—you've you, had some crazy, huge crowds on this thing. I mean, the Red Rock Amphitheater in about two weeks or so, and I mean, uh, what what have you learned being on this tour? And uh, w- what would you say the best show that you've had so far? It seemed like you really enjoyed. I mean, I'm biased because I'm down here, but you really, you really seem to enjoy the St. Augustine show down here. But uh, what would you say oh, your man. your favorite show and uh, and what you've learned on this tour? Hmm.
4: It's uh, it's tough because uh, St. Augustine was like absolute fire like i like i haven't encountered a, a crowd like that in a while and you know there's a couple other places that have been great but yeah I was, I was, it's, it's a tough i mean like as much of a cop out as it is i honestly can't give you a, a straight answer because it was like there's been about 10 that were like absolutely like Earth shattering experiences yeah. that were just amazing. Yeah. And that was one of them because it was like the just the just, just a general laugh coming back at you. It's like this rocket feeling. Like, you, you know, like you, you feel like you're in the middle of like a launch or something. Yeah. And, uh, and so the fact that they were having fun made me have more fun, which helped them have more fun, and it was it was just
0: building off of each other in a way that was really special. Nice, nice. So, what what have you learned from from Trevor? Because I mean, it seems like he really sort of uh, I I would say almost took you under under his uh, tutelage there on on the tour. What have you learned on this tour? Maybe that you didn't know before.
4: Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think there's there's a lot to you know uh writing uh, crowd control, telling this, telling a story that's captivating. There's, mm-hmm. there's lots of like there's lots of both little things and bigger subjects that I feel like have been uh, more on my mind than they've ever been before constructing yeah. a set all all these things like you know, have been slowly coming together. Uh, But even as it's happening slowly, the pace is picking up where things are making sense in real time and I'm putting jokes together faster and stuff like that. So it feels good to, you know, be working it out in in, in such a like primary stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So last question, Uh, every guest I have on the show, I love to ask. I'm a big foodie guy. We actually have a lot of food guests on the show like Casey Webb and and uh and Roger Mooking. But I uh first off need to ask, where do you consider your hometown right now? Do you consider that Louisiana or New York or where do you consider hometown?
4: Hmm. Um, I feel like uh there's there's a very particular part of your life. It's like it's like there's something about your early to mid twenties that, like, even though you know your your high school years and your formative years, yeah, you know, biologically and and like you're probably not a lot of experience you remember forever. I feel like those like early twenties years like really shape a good portion of your life and mm-hmm. how you look at life because you're out on your own for the first time sometimes, and yeah, all that stuff. So so for that reason, I think that Chicago a little bit more than Louisiana because Chicago is like where I learned to take care of myself, where I learned comedy, where I met the friends that I still have. Like, I still have a lot of my friends from Louisiana, but, like, the friends from Chicago, we we talk more often, and, like, those relationships weren't built on just us in proximity, like, school. It was built on, like, proximity as in, like, I enjoy this person's company. I'm going to keep up with them and stuff. So I feel like Chicago has, just has more... Um, a little bit more of my heart right now because even my my family is uh, not as much in Louisiana as they used to be. A lot of people have moved out, so Chicago is really where it's at.
0: All right. Well, with that in mind, since Chicago's the hometown, if I were going to Chicago and I ask you where I needed to eat, what would be your number one place that you'd say "This, this is where you need to eat?
4: Hmm... Okay, so there's this place called Thai Pastry. Thai. And it's, it's one of the best Thai places I've ever had. Um, there's Thai Pastry and there's Thai Pastry 2. I'm sending you to Thai Pastry.
0: Don't go uh, to Thai Pastry 2.
4: Okay, got it. It's, it's, I haven't been there as much, and I know Thai Pastry, the original location. is yeah. just amazing every time. Uh-huh. My thing is uh, it's in Little Saigon, uh, so it's like in between uh, the Argyle stop on the Red Line and the Lawrence stop. Yeah, and it's on it's on Broadway. I can't remember the exact address right now, but the street is Broadway, and it's so good. They have the best bubble tea. They have the best pad thai, the best tom kha. Like, like if you're into Thai food, they have one of everything that will blow
0: you away. Nice, nice. You gave me one of the best recommendations without even trying it. You gave me more detail than most. Most of my guests are like, what? I, um, I, I I, buy some noodles at a store. I don't know. What do you want from me? And I'm like, come on. Where do you guys eat? You got to have somewhere good. Yes! So I'm going to I'm putting it yeah. down on the map. I am going there. I'm excited. Thai pastry. I've got it. That is awesome. Josh, man, I want to thank you for being on the show. It was fantastic.
4: Yes absolutely thank you for having me I appreciate it yeah guys a great time talking to you
0: no problem man it was it was fun guys you can check him out on his uh, Netflix special The Comedy Lineup or his Comedy uh, Central special Half Hour or his album I Like You check it all out and you can get him on the internet www.therealjoshjohnson.com or on Instagram at joshjohnsoncomedy we will be right back after this so uh <laughs>
5: <laughs> Do you guys ever go to see a horror movie that's about a creepy kid? You know what I mean? Like a little kid is haunted, like little kid, creepy, possessed, and everything. Is it just me, or is that kid never black? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's never a little Jamal like that. <laughs> It's always a little Terrence that lost his mind. You know. Yeah. I think I know why. I think I know why. It's because, because uh, a black mom would beat that out immediately. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, if that were me in my house, if that were me being like, red rum, red rum, red. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I'll stop. Oh no. I don't even think my mom would be scared. You know what I mean? Like she comes home and everything's floating all Poltergeist style. And she's like, oh, okay. So you can make everything float, but you can't clean that room? You can't clean that room. I'm gonna be there in five minutes to see who haunted. (laughs) Like like a black woman is the only person that could perform an exorcism with a backhand.
2: <laughs>
0: and we are back here on the Doc G Show. Big thanks to Josh Johnson. Fantastic comedian, fantastic yes, writer. Thank you. Extremely nice. Extremely grateful for his time. I am being his former boss, Jimmy Fallon, right now. <laughs> super thankful and super happy. That's what I do. I'm just trying to be Dude, just trying
1: I mean, we we figured he was nice, but like you know, he he, I, he confirmed know. it every, every person
0: yeah. that I have That I've ever talked to that's been around Jimmy Fallon I just have to ask that Cause I just wonder like you know If he goes back after like You know a cut they go to commercial And he's like you ass did it wrong That was the wrong guest I will not tolerate well, we, that on my show We know he couldn't act like that around Josh Well, Yeah yeah that's true so true josh is awesome fantastic thanks for being on the show josh yes, sir thank you again hopefully it comes down to st augustine really soon uh nonetheless dave are you ready for the last birthday mm. suit? i need it okay here we go born in hollywood not hollywood Holywood, northern ireland on may 1st 1982 our birthday suit wears mother was a fashion designer and his father was a gynecologist. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our birthday suit wears mo- mom. Up. Yeah, sadly died when he was 16 from pancreatic cancer. After high school, same thing. Same thing that got uh, the Swayze man, Patrick Swayze. Sad. Mm-hmm. Sad. Same thing that uh, Alex Trebek is fighting with right now. Sad.
2: Jeez.
0: Oh, uh, nonetheless, after high school, he went. Didn't mean to go down a, a Cancer Acknowledgement Road. Yeah, I was about to say, (laughs) that was depressing. (laughs) After high school, he went to Methodist College in Belfast, where he played rugby and participated in drama. In 2001, he started modeling for Calvin Klein, Abercrombie & Fitch, Hugo Boss, and Armani. Some big names mm. there.
2: Okay. St- We're
0: getting somewhere. He started acting in 2006. His big role didn't come until 2013 when he was picked to play Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. Name that birthday uh, Sue it's a, Dude, I've never seen it, any of. Them. I was about to say, it's all right, Dave. If you don't know this, because I didn't, and I thought that Justin was gonna be here, and I thought like his girlfriend uh, would force him to watch this uh, movie.
1: He's definitely been chained down and and been forced to watch the like all. Of, I don't even know how many there are now. I but think he's there had are three.
0: I think there's like a darker or something like that Like darker shades or something yeah, And then like there's 50 like
1: shades, 50 shades darker, darker. darker And then there's
0: like a freed Freed 50 something and, and I don't know I don't, I don't know. care Regardless uh, <laughs> yeah, You're not gonna get it It's okay It's Jamie Dornan Jamie Dornan
1: Sounds like a Game of Thrones character. He's got a
0: pretty awesome Irish accent, obviously, since he's from Ireland. I I've, yeah. I've never seen these sh- uh, these movies, so I don't know. He doesn't have a Irish accent in the movies, does he? I don't think he does. Uh, I I don't know. As I told my our great guest a year, a little over a year ago, the helmsman. I only read two, literally two words of that book ever. I picked Mm -hmm. up the book, I opened to a random page, and the first two words were anal beads. And I was like, hmm. You didn't want to keep going after "Hmm, that? Hmm, not my cup of tea. I'd rather read about the eggshell in their bedroom on their accessory wall. That would be more entertaining for me. I'm doing it wrong! There you go. (laughs) Nonetheless, happy birthday to Jamie Dornan, turning the big 3-7 now that he's a big... Famous man, I didn't He's a know. Big star I, now. I didn't know everybody was down on him too when he started. You know when he was the the because apparently there was some other dude that was supposed to be Christian Gray and they were like, oh, this dude. But look at this guy. He was modeling for all kinds of things, man. This good good looking yeah, as dude. I say,
1: like, he's on all these big-name brands and whatnot. Calvin
0: Klein, Abercrombie & Fitch, Armani. Come on, now. Nonetheless, happy birthday. Anyways, Jackpot. Uh, Dave, I am so excited about the shows we've got. My God, the shows. I've Me lin- too, dude. You, you've been working hard. I've lined the shows. We've got this coming week. I'm very excited. Ida May. Which, Mike, these guys are so great. Stephanie Jean and Chris uh, Chris Turpin, yes! they're a duo. They're married. They used to be in the uh, band Kill It Kid, and now they're out by themselves. They've been killing it. What? No pun with their Kill It Kid. They've been killing it. I was about it. to say. <laughs> they, nice. I mean, th- that's just my dumb brain. I can't think of anything else. I was like, Kill It Kid, killing it. And very, it very clever. Very um, clever. Anyways, they've been out on the road with Marcus King Band. They've been out on the road with Blackberry Smoke. They've been out oh. on the road with uh, Greta Van Fleet, which is what they're going to be promoting on the show because they've got next week a show at Daly's Amphitheater with Greta Van Fleet. Jeez. I can't wait to talk to okay. them. Okay, Fantastic. We're going to have Chris Turpin on here. We're going to play some of their awesome jams. You're going to hear them. It's fantastic. Next, yes! we've got Roger mooking from the cooking channel he's got Mm man fire food uh awesome awesome show he's got a he's got his own uh album coming out because he's also a pretty fantastic rapper his album's coming out which is called eat uh eat your words yeah i love that that's so cool yeah yeah he just doesn't stop man he does not stop then we've got my hero zero one of the best up-and-coming bands out of pennsylvania (laughs) they've dominated it in fact uh, th- our our former guests, Common Kings, huge fans of them. Can't wait for them to be on the show. Yes! And then oh, cool. we've got Sheepdogs, which are one of the biggest rock bands of all of all of Canada. That's right. So all of our Canadian mm. listeners out there, the old Can- be ready. Exactly. The the all of Canada. They got to be ready. Roger Mooking, also a Can- a Canada man. Yes. yes. Yes, a Canada man. That's right. That's right. So, nonetheless, great shows coming up. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Stay tuned, guys. But until then, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Mm. Dude, Doc, like I said earlier, man, we were going to start this month off right, and we did it. That's a fact. We did. I am very proud of what we have came out with today, Dave. We have done our work for this week. Yes. And it is done. It is done. Until next week... Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.